0: Hey, it's your host, Brittany, and welcome to the Mom Sweat Sanity podcast, where we talk all things life, health, fitness, kids, relationships, you name it, nothing is off the table. A little bit of just me and a whole lot of knowledgeable guests. So throw on your Lulus to run or to mom, grab yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and join us as we unpack life's pressing topics and learn a little bit more of the who, what, whys of it all. Or at the very least, get
1: real, share some wisdom,
0: and grab practical tips to help in our daily lives.
1: On the inside of our Finger points are are like our little points right there. Mm -hmm. And you can literally just use your thumbs or use your opposite hand to tap and take some slow, deep breaths. And you're going to start feeling that calming effect.
0: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, I sat down with Meredith Dawson of Thriving Life Co, or Thriving Life Collective. And we talked all things from tapping to oils to how you can bring a healthy lifestyle in emotionally and physically. As a childhood educator, mother and human who has faced her share of struggles. Meredith has discovered that there are key tools and techniques that we can all use to thrive. Each of these are directly connected to one thing our ability to move back to breath. After 25 years in the education arena, she has chosen to focus on serving our teachers and their students through well being practices and programs that are family friendly, school savvy, and best of all, emotionally empowering. She supports you in discovering the life you desire with clarity, confidence, and joy. Tune in. Oh, I'm so interested to get to know all about this and you on this, you know, the whole more personal side. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's just dive into it and, you know, continue our natural flow of conversation. But maybe if you can kind of lead us as to a
1: little bit of your background and who you are and what you're doing these days. Definitely, definitely. So, I mean, I'm a mom. I started off as an early childhood educator, right? And this is, we're talking over 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then I became a mom And then very quickly after my eldest was born, I became a single mom. And I realized that I really needed to have all the resources to deal with the stress and overwhelm that I was dealing with, to deal with the trauma that I was dealing with becoming a single parent, and also to deal with a lot of limiting beliefs around, I thought I was going to be married and have this like this vision of what my life was going to look like. And could I do this on my own? Mm -hmm. And so what I started doing was just I right away turned to things that I already knew. So like running, like we were just talking about, right? I was already yeah. into running. I was very lucky to have a father who had done the race that we've done together, the knee knacker. He got me into the trails. He got me outside and dealing with those different things. So it was a way to move the energy through my body, to move all that stagnant energy, to kind of get out of my head and get into my heart and to realize what I could do, what challenges I could meet. Yeah. Turn to yoga because I'd always done yoga. So those were two really great physical things. But that just took me on a path to how can I kind of collect different resources that I can use that I benefit from. And then I'm a teacher, so I just love to share those resources, right? I look at people and I go, hey, if you're struggling, try this, try that. Let's see what works. And it's just led me down a path to creating this beautiful, what I call a thriving life toolkit to be able to share with others and to use myself, use with my own family, that really works. So I like to say, you know, like I'm a mom and I'm an educator and I'm a well being warrior, but really I'm just a human who's striving to thrive, like we all are, right? To I love that.
0: I feel we share a common connection on that level. Definitely the connection, the interest to learn for self, and then how we can do that to propel others. I definitely feel that. And this year, just really wanting connection and, and, you know, learning as to how we can do that in such a different world right now.
1: So, and I think uh, that's something that it's been given to us, right? It's been, I mean, I'm one of those people who looks at what we have moved through has been really challenging. It has been terrible. It has had that darkness. It's also had a lot of light. It's shone a light on that connection that we need as humans, how we're stronger together, how we need to be able to lean into each other and share each other's gifts. So it's really, and it's given me a great opportunity because what happened for me was, is that I worked for the North Bend School District up until last year. And I still technically work for them. I'm just on leave. But about three years ago, I had an opportunity to experience really directly the impact of mental health and emotional well-being on our community because in Lynn Valley, where I was teaching at one of the local elementary schools, we had a tragedy happen within the community. And the youth that were impacted by it got a lot of direct support, right? Mm. I can see they were getting the counseling support and everything else. But there were the youth that were not directly impacted, but still feeling it. Mm -hmm. And they weren't being resourced with the tools to be able to process those emotions. And when I noticed that because I was working as a strong start facilitator, I was working really intimately with the families of our school community. Mm -hmm. I was able to say, well, okay, where can we, where are the holes, where are the gaps that we can fill in? And when I looked into it, there's beautiful things being done in the high schools because we know teenagers struggle. We know what that growth is like for them, Mm -hmm. but for our younger years, unless they have a direct designation, unless they have an IEP, unless they need a counselor because they've gone through specific trauma. The regular everyday kids weren't always being given the tools to be able to resource themselves, to be able to breathe through the challenges. And it really, for me, comes back to that is that ability to connect with breath. Mm -hmm. Because when we connect with our breath, we create space to be able to process emotions and process those emotional messages in our body that can Really get mixed up in our heads, right? Yeah, and you know how that is as a mama, right? We've yeah. seen that in our kids, we've seen it in ourselves. So that's where I went from. Okay, I'm really happy in my classroom, but there's more impact and influence that needs to happen over here. Yes, so our community can really thrive, and the school is such a central piece of our community, right? You've got not only your students who spend so much of their lives there, but then you've got the teachers so that's where kind of my path has led has been like I want to support the families so great I have the connection with the students but at the top is the teachers and then we get that trickle down
0: oh absolutely so is this what now you are then focusing on with your business and what are you doing to bring that into their lives more so
1: yeah so what I did was I made a decision about a probably about two years ago, that things were going to wrap up for me when it came to teaching in the classroom because I wanted to have that greater impact on supporting our families. So COVID was a bit of a gift for me because Strong Start was going to be pausing for a while. Mm -hmm. And I needed to find another way to redirect the program that I had developed, which is called Back to Breath, which was going into the schools to be able to actually resource the teachers to work with the children and teach them different tools. So there's everything in my program from essential oils, meditation, meditation, mindful movement which includes yoga and running and different things and then the tapping was another piece that was coming into it the eft emotional freedom technique that i was Mm -hmm. learning about and so when the schools closed down i had to find a different way to get that support in there so i started supporting the teachers privately and that has become such an incredible piece because like i said there's that trickle down effect and so i've decided that i can't go back into my classroom because it limits the expanse of support that I can offer. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm doing with my business is that there's a, there's a couple of different pieces. I'm supporting teachers privately. We have a beautiful membership collective group where they get to connect. And it's very much that common shared experience of what it is to be a teacher, an mm-hmm. educator, someone who gives so much of themselves and doesn't always stop to fill their own cup. And then, on top of that, they have skills that they can specifically then take into their classrooms and they can support the kids. And then I can also. How
0: important them. is that, too, right? To be it's, able to establish that from such a young age and the awareness and the emotional awareness, and as you say, breath work and all of this from a young age, I think that's just invaluable.
1: I think so. And I think the thing is, is that we always, like I said before, the high schools, they're they're getting more, you know, aware of that and implementing those programs. But in the elementary programs, we really are limited to programs like experiences, like they have the empathy, you know, connection when they bring babies into the classroom. And then those kindergarten kids are able to develop empathy, but that's just one piece. Mm -hmm. And when I discovered when I was studying tapping and I discovered the power that it had, because when we look at other tools It's great if we can stop and drop and do yoga. It's great if we can pull out our essential oils or go for a run around the block and burn off that steam and open up those energetic kind of areas. But with tapping, you can do it anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can just like literally, you can be tapping on the inside of your finger points under your desk. And it has that physiological impact on your body to calm your nervous system. Really? That was really key. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting because when you look at the different influences of a classroom, when you think about the energetic influences, or even in a home, like for our moms who are listening, you think about your house, you've got all these different individuals. They're all having their own individual, emotional, physical, and mental experience of the world. And then you're coming together and trying to work as a productive whole, Mm -hmm. right? How challenging that can be. And we always, I know that I used to hear, just take a breath. You're so upset. Look at you. You're angry. Just take a breath. But what I got to understand when I was studying the tapping is that in our brains, we have this tiny little lizard part of our brain and you can see my hand. So with my hand, my four fingers are up and my thumb is in the middle of my hand for those of us who can't see us, that's called the amygdala. That's mm-hmm. like the most ancient part of your brain. It's the emotional control center. So if you think of it, us like a computer, if I'm online and I'm fully functioning, my four fingers are like wrapped around that amygdala It's my prefrontal cortex keeping everything nice and safe. Everything's steady. Mm -hmm. We can process our experiences in a really calm, confident way. But if we're stressed or overwhelmed or experiencing trauma, those flip off. Our prefrontal cortex essentially goes offline. And when that amygdala is exposed, it can't function. And that's where that nervous system response comes in of physically you get blood pressure is up, heart is racing you're breathing too fast, or maybe you can't catch your breath. Like you can't actually take a full breath. Yeah, And you get that fight, flight, or freeze. And they've even added faint now where kids will, people will actually faint. It's like playing dead, like an animal playing dead. But that's a a response in our parasympathetic nervous system that we have no control over because it's that survival response, right?
0: Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. What I discovered with tapping is, is it actually by tapping, what we're doing is tapping on acupressure points in our body. Okay. Yeah. We're talking out loud, or maybe even just within our own minds through what we're experiencing. And it sends a signal to our body that we're safe. It allows the blood pressure to lower. It allows our respiratory rate to lower. It allows our heart rate to slow down. Mm-hmm. And it creates a space within our body to be able to process what we're experiencing. Hmm. And I mean, it's such an amazing thing to have in any like any given situation. Grocery yeah. store. Lineup desk anything
0: well and as you say there you can do it anywhere is this something that you know within seconds you can feel a calm or is this something it takes a few minutes or you know how does that happen it, it,
1: I think the more you practice it the more your body gets used to it mm-hmm. I know that there's several different ways of tapping there's several different modes, like within that one modality there's different aspects of it so I mentioned to you already that on the inside of our finger points, are are like our little points right there. Mm -hmm. And you can literally just use your thumbs or use your opposite hand to tap and take some slow, deep breaths. And you're going to start feeling that calming effect. If you're really, really stressed though, and you're in a space where you can kind of do it, you can tap on different acupressure points on your body and just speak out loud, say, I am so stressed. I can't believe that my teacher's not listening to me. I feel really frustrated. I feel like I want to scream. But if I scream, I'm going to get in trouble. Like I'm thinking from the perspective of a child. Mm -hmm.
0: And each different point, obviously, because our body has so many different fields, are each point that you're tapping on then for a different reason or
1: different calming effect? Yes, that's a beautiful, yeah, I love that aspect that you've drawn on. So it's right, our acupressure points all relate to different energetic kind of areas in our body. And so you've got something like, say, the collarbone point the collarbone point relates to our hips. And for women, especially, we carry a lot of the memories and the experiences around anger in our hips. So if you're experiencing a lot of anger, you can use your collarbone point, which is that little divot right underneath your collarbone, and you can just tap right on that. Or if you're finding that you are maybe even just on your chin point, right? That helps to do with speech. And if you go under your arms, you are actually doing your digestion point. Hmm. So if you've got something that you need to process and digest and experience that you're struggling with, it's around where our bra line is for women. You can just tap on that point. Huh. So it's really amazing. What I can do for everybody is I'll just run through the points quickly, just the basic points. But what you can understand is you can choose one or you can run through all of them. And it basically works from the top of the head on the eyebrow point where your eyebrows come together, side of the eyes on the eye bone, and then underneath the eyes, just below the eye bone, underneath the nose, and then on the chin point where you get that little divot. And like I mentioned, the collarbone, underneath the arms, underneath the ribs, and that's your uh, detoxification point because you're working over top of your liver. And then your wrists are beautiful because in your wrists, you actually have three energetic centers. You've got your respiratory rate, your circulatory rate, and then also your heart space. So that emotional heart space. And when you're putting your wrists together, even if you're rubbing them together, that's going to send a signal directly to those areas of your body and help to create that calming response. Oh,
0: interesting. I love that. That is so cool and love that it's something accessible, but also accessible to any age. So being able to teach kids that they can calm themselves in certain situations also and feed their nervous system in such a positive way is is so great.
1: That's right. One of the things I'm doing right now to support a lot of my younger year families is I'm actually running a private outdoor program similar to Strong Start, where we're in the forest and different outdoor areas. And it's very much based around the social, emotional wellness of our families. And so I will drop in there tools for them to use. And we talk about using our magic fingers, how our fingers create energy, right? And so if we want to share really good, positive light energy with the world, we can tap on our fingers Mm -hmm. and it helps to calm our bodies down so we can make better choices, right? Or we can help to like understand why we're feeling different things. Because something we don't have a big range of in our society is emotional literacy. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Words for like beyond anger. There's so many different words underneath anger and so many different words underneath happy Mm -hmm. and joy. And we want our kids to be able to feel those things, but also to be able to identify them.
0: Right. Instead of just assume.
1: So So I do do that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And absolutely teaching them a bigger vocabulary from a younger age, but also being able to actually feel that and see the change in doing so is pretty inspiring.
1: And I think that's just it is that when the mamas see and like when our family see and especially my teachers see, because they are processing their own stuff all the way back through their from their childhood, when they experience that space opening up in their bodies, And they realize the difference that they can make by just taking even five minutes a day for that little bit of Mm self-care. Or in the moment when they're feeling stressed, before we go, our bodies move very quickly to a stress response. And sometimes before we can actually logically be aware of it. So if we start to notice signals in our body, like our tummy feeling nauseous or our chest getting tight or a tension in our shoulders, wherever you might feel it in your body, you'll be able to say, oh, I can feel that coming. I'm going to get curious about what it is that triggered that experience and that response. And I'm going to start tapping or I'm going to grab my oils or I'm going to stop and maybe, you know, drop and do like a forward bold if you can. Whatever it is to reset your energy center mm-hmm. so that you can move forward. My thing is always wanting to be able to move forward with more clarity, which gives you more confidence and brings you more joy, mm-hmm. right? And that's a great way well to be said. able to move through life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you find tapping is something that you have implemented into your daily routine now, or or you use it in terms of a toolbox, as you say, of waves of when you need it?
1: I use it all the time so there are times when I definitely realize after the fact that I should have been doing a bit more tapping because you always get caught up in that moment yes Um, we all do yeah (laughs) we all all do we go we could have done that better and that's okay because I believe that we're all just like we've got all the pieces of the puzzle and they're slowly falling into place we're all just kind of figuring this thing out. Yeah. So this thing called life, but what I do is I find the more that we use anything regularly, like you have your beautiful routine around triathlon and around running. And so, or if we are like, I hike every Sunday, I have two girlfriends. We've hiked together since July last year, and it's our thing. And it's, so when you have that regular routine, So for me with tapping, Monday mornings at 10 a.m., I'm part of a membership collective where we have a great tapping circle at 10 a.m. And then on Friday mornings at 7 a.m., there's someone that I follow on Insight Timer. And I always make sure that I'm on for those things because it gives me a chance to explore different things that I might not have considered, Mm -hmm. right? So tapping can be an in-the-moment response tool to be able to support our emotional, physical, and mental bodies but it can also be a tool for growth because we work within a very limited framework. We look at the world around us, the three-dimensional world we've created, and we think, okay, well, this is it. This is what we're going to work within. But when we tap, what we actually do is send like an electromagnetic signal to the different parts of our bodies. And it actually can wake up parts of our brain that we typically don't use because they're dormant, because they're the imagination, the curiosity, the looking beyond and imagining beyond. Mm -hmm. And so when I want to kind of work on say my business and I want to get a vision for the impact I can have, or maybe even if it's something you want to do for your family, you want to create an experience for your family. Maybe you want to change something about your home or move somewhere and you think, oh, I can't do that. We can't move to such and such a place, even though it's a big dream of ours. If you sit there and tap on your body and talk out loud about this vision you have, it helps to bring it into reality. It helps to get those feelings to rise up in your body. And then you're like, oh, okay, I like that feeling. I can follow that good feeling.
0: Hmm. And then Like a different, start- more uh, physical version of a
1: manifestation. Exactly, exactly. Hmm. And it's amazing when you start doing that. So I always recommend with my clients that I work with, in my membership group with my teachers, we tap every Wednesday night. We have our Wednesday wellness night. We do a group coaching session once a month. We always tap within that but I also say to them, if you're finding yourself coming up against something, start tapping and just kind of have a conversation with your body. Gee, I'm feeling really tight in my chest when I think about doing that. I wonder why it is I feel tight in my chest. What is my body trying to tell me? Hmm. And between that physical and that verbal stimulation, you actually are opening up spaces for your brain to kind of bring up different ideas, your body to bring up different feelings, and then you can just explore them. Bringing awareness to yourself. Yeah. It's very much a deep self-awareness tool. I will say this, you may encounter moments when you're tapping. I know I did when I went through my training where my instructor said, give me a childhood memory. I just want to tap on it with you. And so I threw one out there that I thought was harmless. And it turned out that a big limiting belief of mine was behind that childhood memory. It's what had triggered it. But the tapping also helped me to resolve it. It helped me to kind of come back around and close the loop on this conversation I had had years and years before with somebody in my family that had created all of these feelings that I didn't even realize were impacting how I show up in the world today mm-hmm. and we all have that so imagine if we were able to clear those and just create this like openness about very life. cool yeah Very cool. yeah really really cool
0: so what are your programs now looking like that you've shifted since last year? So you have your teachers, you're also having, as you kind of made note, you have a younger family outlook. So,
1: Outboat program, yes. the outdoor programs. Yeah. yeah. As you know, with me, I mean, I'm an outdoors girl. Like we both have that love of trails, right? And for me, it's about being in nature. It's such a healing space, right? And if you think about children, especially, but even all human beings, when we have triggered behaviors... There's something magical about nature. It's something about having the space. And I've been really lucky that I think with what's happened within our school experiences, we're really starting to realize not every child thrives within four walls. Even if it's part time, they have space outside of those four walls. Their behaviors soften and their experiences open up. So I've been able to do a few things. I've been able to take my back to breath program and actually, like I said, funnel it through my teachers. And I'm hoping this September with things opening up, we're going to be getting it into more schools. But last year, I also got to have the opportunity to take six students that are in grade two and grade four. they are three sets of siblings, and it was to support a friend whose kids couldn't go back to school. But the other two sets of siblings were friends as well. And we've actually been in the outdoors in my program called wild wonder every Wednesday since October and rain or shine we've had snow we've had all weather we rotate through three different locations that we have and we follow the BC curriculum but we also are empowering like their sense of like expansion into the world because not only are they learning the curriculum, they're learning how to interact with each other, how to problem solve when they're coming up against challenges. There's that multi-age learning going on. It's been an amazing experience to the point where they didn't even want to take a break over spring break or winter break. They were like, why, why do we have to stop? I'm like, well, technically school has to have a break. So (laughs) I I need to break, but that's been an amazing opportunity. And then on top of that, I've been able to two days a week doing the early years program, But to be honest, it's as much about the children, it's more about the mamas and the nannies and even the dads who come. Because one of the things, like you mentioned before, the key things that we lost when COVID started was connection Mm -hmm. and community. And those two things are so crucial to us being able to thrive as a community and as individuals. That's what humans are. We're part of a pack. And so I've been able to bring together lots of different families who would never have met before. And then those people can share their gifts and their sense of support for each other. And I see all the way from zero to actually my eldest is six. It's one of the girls who doesn't go back to school. So she comes to my program as part of her schooling, but she's able to take a leadership role with the younger years. So it's been such a beautiful thing to see a very unexpected unfolding of my program, Mm -hmm. but still using those back to breath modules that I have developed in that program so that they come away feeling more empowered and more able to really experience their emotions in a really positive way even the negative challenging ones seeing it as a space for growth so Mm, that's amazing it's really fun
0: So where can we find you, fund your programs? If, you know,
1: for all those looking further tapping, further oils, further everything. Definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, I have my website, thrivinglifeco.com and that's uh, for Thriving Life Collective because I truly believe, like I said, we're all in this together. So if you go to thrivinglifeco.com forward slash my dash services and scroll through the services there, you can find something that fits for you Because I have so many different aspects. I have my one-on-one wellness coaching. If you're a teacher, educator, EA, if you're within that education system, there's the membership collective. If you're a mama or a dad looking for that programming for your littles, that's all there too. But at the very bottom, there's also some free gifts for you to help you de-stress and reconnect with your own body so that you can really support yourself and support your family. Awesome. And then, you know, me, I'm on Instagram because I love to be able to expand my world of learning. So I'm on there as aspiring thriver.
0: Thanks, Meredith. That's so exciting. So I have one last for you because I seem to ask everyone this these days. Do you have a daily or a morning routine that is for you and how it sets up your day? Yeah, definitely.
1: You know what I think I would mention, as I mentioned before, being a single mama for so many years, it was like leap out of bed, respond instantly, react, actually, to all the demands of the world. And so about probably quite a few years ago now, I really became firm about the fact that I needed to create some spaciousness and ease within my morning so that I could respond instead of react to my world and to my kids and everything else. And so, I am one of those people who will get up at around 5 30, 6 in the morning, earlier if necessary, even if it means really dragging myself to my yoga mat to be able to do a little bit of mindful movement. It usually starts with some essential oils on my body to ground myself, to really breathe. And then I do a little bit of mindful movement and some meditation, which might have some tapping in there if I feel like I need it. And then always journaling, always writing down what I'm grateful for. And two things, what I'm choosing to release and what I'm choosing to focus on, because even that simple journaling practice can take me five minutes and it can make all the difference to how I focus in on my day. Because then when I come up against challenges, I can go, OK, wait, that's what I said I was going to release. How can I move through this in a more happy, you know, joyful way? I
0: really like that. The release. That's a new one for me. Release release
1: to to receive is something that I have to keep telling myself, you know, releasing to receive and just dropping into the idea that we are supposed to live with ease. Life is not meant to be a struggle. Mm
0: -hmm. It can
1: be challenging. It can be really hard at times, but we are supposed to be here to embody joy and to really thrive. And that's my goal for everybody that I work with is that we work together so that you can reconnect with that inner leader within yourself, right? And Absolutely. I want to leave you with one last thought, because this is right. really crucial, especially as mamas. Something a little, you know, revolutionary. When we talk about filling our cups, we talk about draining ourselves down to the bottom, and then we have to refill our cups, because we've given everything within us away to other people. Here's an idea. What if everything within us was for us, for our own well-being? And it was the overflow. That went to other people. Something to think about when you tend to yourself throughout the day. Absolutely. A shift in perspective. A big shift in perspective, but a really valuable one, I think, because well-being at the end of the day, your ability to come back, connect to your breath, because your breath is key is what creates the space. So any tools that you have that help you reconnect to your breath and be able to find that space to be able to thrive, that's going to help you
0: tune in again. And please, if you have a few moments, rate, review, and subscribe on any of your listening platforms. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it. See you next week. You can find me on Instagram at MomsweatSamuel.com.